And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We're talking strictly Philadelphia Eagles. We had a tie ball game in their second preseason matchup against the Cleveland Browns. But no one else to talk about it with my man, my friend, Mr. Thomas Pierce. Thomas, how you doing? Actually, I'm not doing too good today, but I'm always ready to talk birds. So that's what, uh, that's what, that's what keeps us energized. So Thomas is even though we're having down days, feeling a lot of the weather. What's uh? Do you got any uh, remedies for feeling sick in in Denmark? Do they got any like special? Because here it's just ginger ale. My mom just throws me ginger ale. Oh, ginger ale. Better. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I don't have anything. I have uh, I have uh, paracetamols and uh, diet coke. Okay. <laughs> diet coke over ginger ale. I yeah. swear. So my my mother a is a nurse, and whenever I was sick. Uh, as a kid, she would always give me like, uh, like regular, regular Coke, like regular uh, Pepsi or something like that. Then mm. I, uh, when I had gastroenterology in med school, I was taught that gastroenteritis, one of the worst things you treat it with is high levels of glucose because that, that can, um, can take some water, like, and by osmolarity, put that into the gut. And then an already inflamed bowel will just move even faster with even more fluid. So it turns out that that was the exact opposite that was supposed to be done. But <laughs> and my mom still doesn't buy it to this day. She's like, "Nope, it's good for you." Like, all right, mom, whatever. <laughs> it's, well, you're living the kid's dream. Like, you get a Coca Cola every time you were sick. I yeah, would be faking sick, sick all only, the time. Yeah. I would be faking sick all the time. For <laughs> yeah, literally living, literally living every North American kid's dream there. Um, by being by being sick, faking, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. getting a free Coca Cola. Um, okay, so the Eagles tied, like I said, their second preseason game, eighteen eighteen. I'm all for a tie there. Thank God they didn't have any overtime rules. I I, I couldn't watch that game anymore. I actually had I had, it was kind of set up perfectly for me. I got to watch the first half, then I had a softball game, so scurried to softball. Had the game on my phone a little bit the second half, um, but oh man, you missed the entire thing then. Yeah, missed missed the entire Tanner McKee show. That's when the that's when the things actually started clicking. Yeah, like I was, I was, I it was nice. Like I kind of saw the most of the offensive drives, and I missed the defensive drives on the in the dugout. So looks like I missed a lot of injuries as well. We'll dive into that, but I think the only place to start this episode is the backup quarterback job. That is the hot topic in Philadelphia right now. Marcus Mariota, again, struggles with the Eagles. Um, he started the first half. He went 9 for 17 for 86 yards and one interception. I'm going to say it as simply as I can, Thomas. Get it off your chest. If the Eagles needed, hypothetically, to use the backup quarterback in the regular season week one, I have zero faith in Marcus Mariota. But do you have faith in Tanner McKee? I do have faith in Tanner McKee right now. I think... And are we dumb to have faith in Tanner McKee? No, like I, I, I feel like like a lot of the the beat writers and the people that are very close to the team right now are saying, "Oh, it's not even a competition." Marcus Mariota is going to be the backup quarterback. They, they, of course, they paid him five million guaranteed dollars, uh, worth up to eight million on a one year contract. I get a lot of the NFLs follow the money. Where's the money going? But like he can't throw the football right now, Thomas. No. Like, he can't complete simple passes. That pass, that interception at Grand Cal- Calcaterra was awful. Like, wait, sailed it like five feet over his head. All of Zacchaeus was wide open um, on, on that uh, third down play. Tanner McKee makes both of those throws. 
He's proven he can make both of those throws. Yeah. The players watch this stuff too. Like they see what's going on in practice. They see what's going on in games. They're not stupid. Yeah. We're not stupid for what we're seeing here. Like to, to think that Marcus Mariota has his backup job locked up is crazy in my opinion. It, it's a, it's wide open. The Eagles, you had a good tweet about this. They should be giving Taryn Rickey first team or second team reps at quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts uh, joint practices coming up this week. I'm assuming they will. This is a wide open competition, wide open job right now, and I don't think Marcus Mariota should win it. Yeah, at least uh, as he's playing right now, he shouldn't win it for sure. I mean, the first pass Tanner McKee had in the game here against the Browns was a 10-yard out to Nada, and it was the best throw of the night already at that point. Yep. And then he just kept piling on afterwards. Like, it was a throw that everything we've seen from Marcus Mariota is simply just a throw he can't make. Like, you don't expect him to push the ball outside the boundaries like that with velocity and timing with the receivers. And... Like, there's no excuse. Tanner is as new to this system. He's as new to the players as as Marcus Mariota. He doesn't have any advantage in terms of playing with these guys before, being with under Nick Sirianni or 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 any of that. Um, so it's it's really it's an, it's an unbiased competition in that regard. And Tanner is just lighting it up. And and the 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 mobility of, of Marcus Mariota is is redundant at this point because he, he can't move around the pocket. He doesn't feel the pocket. He doesn't feel the pressure. Uh, Tanner knows where the rush is coming from. He's getting rid of the ball timely. He's he's making smart decisions when he's in there. I I completely agree with that. Like, I understand the aspect of having a mobile quarterback behind Jalen Hurts. I get it. Like, you don't want to change up the offense too much. It helps with kind of the rhythm of the, fl- uh, the, rhythm of the offense. Kind of, you don't have to go into a week completely flip your playbook but if he can't hit open receivers then he can't play a lot of this offense is Jalen Hurts getting the ball in his playmaker's hands and A.J. Brown Devonta Smith Dallas Goddard Kenneth Gainwell DeAndre Swift whatever running backs in if he can't put the ball in these guys hands you can't play like it's it's pretty simple like if Tanner like Tanner McKee can make the throws to get A.J. Brown that extra five yards. Yeah. He can make the throws to get Devonta Smith that extra five yards, Dallas Scott or whoever. Marcus Mariota can't even just place the ball in someone's hands. Like, I've seen some bad quarterback play. This is awful, Thomas. Like, it, it's frustrating. It, it, for a guy I mean, I'm, I'm not even lying. Playoffs before. The, the offense lit up in the second half. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's really no coincidence that the first drive that Tanner is leading in there in the second half is a scoring drive. Yeah. The first drive he's in there. And up until that point, it's it's three points. They were the first half offense was like like gouging your eyes out. It was terrible, moment. like yeah. downright terrible. And he like this is a veteran guy that you paid dough with like real money to. They're they're having conversations in the building. Like you cannot tell me that that Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson, all these guys are sitting there going like. Yeah, like we got a problem here. Even in the press conference, Nick Sirianni said that currently Mariota's the backup. We're happy with the way Tanner is playing. Yeah. They're not happy with the way Marcus Mariota's playing. They didn't see like there's a reason he said we're happy with how Tanner is playing. Mariota is what he is ready. Like he's the backup for now, but they're happy with Tanner. And I wouldn't even put like stock into Sirianni's comments at all. Like, what's he gonna, what's he supposed to say to this veteran guy you paid five million guaranteed dollars to? Like, no, he's like he, he's not the backup anymore. Like, they Sirianni has to say that, right? Like, you can't just throw your veteran under the bus after what after two preseason games. So, like in the public media eyes, 
Sirianni saying everything that the, I guess the media reps are telling him to or whatever. Like he's not, he's not going to go out of his way and name McKee the backup after this game. It's just not going to happen. I understand that, but they're like I said, they're having conversations behind closed doors, hundred percent. And yeah, and now now we're get we're gonna we're we're gonna get to see it here in practice against the Colts. Like it's the last. Last week against an opposing team, so we'll see. Like the, the reps speak volumes. We'll see how they're distributed. I, I, I'm very, I'm worried about the backup quarterback position. Like I think Tanner McKee's looked great. I think he's the he's the prince that was promised. Little Game of Thrones reference, but like how, how I, he's still a six round rookie. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's still a six round rookie coming out of Stanford that threw 13 touchdowns and eight picks in his last year there. Like he. I know that Sanford didn't have a ton of weapons around him and he had to kind of work with what he had, but like this is this is a this is not what the Eagles were looking for heading into the season to have him as the best quarterback behind Jalen Hurts, right? Like this this is um this is worrisome, I guess. Of course, like this all predicates on if Hurts even gets hurt, right? Like if Hurts is healthy, this doesn't even matter, which is what the best case scenario is and what we're all hoping for. But exactly. like most there, there is a, a realistic scenario where like Jalen Hurts hasn't stayed healthy the last two years down the stretch, right? Like he missed time at the end of 2021. He missed time at the end of last season with a shoulder injury. So like the most likely the Eagles are going to have to use a backup quarterback at some point this season. Yeah. I mean, probably, hopefully not. And mm-hmm. If it gets to that point, then hopefully, hopefully Tanner's won that job and he's got more and more comfortable yeah. throughout the, the months. And the other thing is, too, like let's say Jalen Hurts is out for four weeks or six weeks, right? Whatever, like a, like a longer span timetable. I feel like the Eagles would be more comfortable throwing Tanner McKee in there because they can kind of give him a like a, a they can open up the playbook more, change it up for him over a long period of time than like say a one game snap decision where you got to throw Mariota in there. I was looking at Mariota's contract yesterday uh, before I went to bed. There's not a lot the Eagles can do. Um, they're kind of hand-strapped. Like, if you cut them, you're, you're taking that money um, on, on the chin. I don't know if the Eagles are very comfortable doing that. Like, the Eagles don't like burning, burning $5 million, right? Like, it's not something that's I mean, There's no do. problem in having him as a QB3. We'll just, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see if he like, even what? stays. Like, he left the – remember, he left the Falcons uh, – Last year, if, we'll... if you're Mariota, though, like if you know you're not going to be the backup, are you getting your agent to phone up Howie and go, Look, like, cut me now, or let's we'll make some sort of deal so I can find another team? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, Mariota didn't sign up to be the quarterback three. So I, I'm very curious over the next week to see how this goes. Like, what if he keeps thinking it up in Indianapolis Colts uh, joint practices? Then what? Like, then what are we doing? What if he's awful again in preseason game number three? He has to play in preseason number three. Like, they they can't act like he's a starter that that doesn't that that's that deserves to sit. Like, this guy needs. We need to see a little bit more. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Anything else on the the backup quarterback job? No, I think you 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 hit it home. This is not something uh, I thought we were going to be talking about. Like in preseason, this was not on my radar. I hope we were going to be talking about it. I mean, not on the not because of Marcus Mariota playing badly, but because Tanner McGee is legit playing well football. Yeah. So that that's the best case scenario because then you're going to have, I mean, hopefully, have a backup quarterback here that's under contract for four years. He was like when I went back and watched the second half again before I went to bed last night. He was legitimately playing like very well. Like there wasn't. Any, any, all the drives he was in for were money. He had, I think, like four drops by receivers last night as well. Like 
10, uh, 10 for 18 for 147 yards and a touchdown. You could say, like I said, four drops where he could have been like four, 14 for 18 for almost 200 yards. He was balling. Like he's, he's it, man. I, I, they've got something with McKee. Like he's not, this isn't a fluke. Like you can, you, we're not quarterback experts here, gurus, but what my eye see is as a legitimately like NFL ready quarterback who can play. I, I mean, 100% agree. I don't think it's more to say about the the backup quarterbacks. Okay, um, let's. Uh, do you want to stick on the let's let's I guess just try, uh, touch on the injuries because I think that was the second biggest um, storyline of the game. So the Eagles had six injuries yesterday. Two players stretched off on carts, which is horrible. You hate seeing that, um, especially to the two guys that it happened to. They were playing very well in the training camp. So wide receiver Tyree Cleveland. Was carted off with a neck injury. His all he could move all of his um get movement in all of his extremities. So some good news there, but we haven't heard anything yet. Um, the other person, the other player that was carted off was Moro Jomo, your boy Moro Jomo Thomas. He's been uh, playing very well. Hopefully, we get good news there. He uh, he was before he got hurt, like he was noticeable again in yeah. this game. So this is now back to back preseason games where he's he's causing a ruckus in the backfield. He's he's got explosiveness off the line so it sucks to see that um zach mcpherson uh we just got a report that he has a torn achilles from cody benjamin of cbs sports um we'll see if that comes to fruition but all signs point to zach mcpherson having a season ending injury which sucks um josh uh andrews left the game and did not return all made zacchaeus left the game and did not return he told reporters after the game that he is fine and he's no. going to be okay no, nope, he didn't. Nolan Smith did that. Oh, my Zacchaeus didn't speak to anyone there, but after, I, but he, he, but he, was, told, he was in good spirits. Uh, he told Zach Berman of the athletic that he was okay. Um, oh, really? He, yeah, he did. So okay. he's um, apparently he's fine. He looked, he walked off with his own power. The play that it happened, yeah, he was on joking Google, around. He was fine. Yeah, so it looks like all my Zacchaeus is fine. And then, yeah, like you said, Nolan Smith um, also told reporters he's good. He said he could have gone back in the game. Like once he got hurt the first time, he went back in a second series. Like he shouldn't have been back in there. Um, we don't need to see any more Nolan Smith for the rest of preseason. He uh, he looked great, man. The first drive, like he had three quarterback pressures in the first quarter. He was playing really well. Like his closing speed is off the charts. I love seeing him kind of close the gap. Uh, I'm uh, I was very excited by Nolan Smith's second preseason game. But those are all six injuries. Way too many injuries. Suck. Hate to see it. But that was uh, that's kind of how it goes in preseason football, unfortunately. Yeah, and. Thankfully, the big one of those, uh, Nolan Smith and Olamide Zacchaeus, from a football standpoint, aren't aren't any. Uh, those are the biggest contributors that we're going to know about uh, in this season here. But obviously, whenever a player gets injured, it's never it's never not bad. Um, mm-hmm. So so definitely sucks. I think uh, Moro Jomo. I'm um, really hoping that that he can get back on the field for preseason. We'll see. I mean, they're probably going to be very cautious with him. I think he already did enough to solidify a spot on the roster. Agreed. Um, it's hopefully it's not bad to an extent where he's going to get put on uh, an injured IR um, or, or, or an injury reserve. So, so basically, um, make the roster from an IR perspective. Um, mm-hmm. It shouldn't be, but we'll see. I mean, he waved to the crowd when he was going off, so that was yeah. Good yeah, they are both of both um, Tyree and uh, Morrow had had movement in extremities when they were when they went out, and I think even. Ooh, don't don't put me on the record, especially for this. But I I believe that 
Tyreek Cleveland was moved from a stretcher over to like he was immobilized moving over from the from the stretcher. Uh, but but I think Morrow walked off of it. I saw something about that. I mean, it it, it sounded like Morrow was was less concerning um, yeah, when he got off the field um, than than Tyree Cleveland was. It, it looked like Morrow Jones was more of a precautionary thing. Like yeah, we, we got the cart there. They don't want to mess around. Um, but yeah. Tyree Cleveland's legit looks kind of scary. I, it freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get CT scans on both of them. We'll see what happens. So that's that. Um, let's talk about kind of some depth chart uh, notes. Let's uh, let's stick on the offense. So, um, Jack Driscoll was the starting. Uh, was it right tackle? I believe it was right tackle. Right, and the entire team was the starting left tackle. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, Jack Driscoll looked rough in that game. Thomas wasn't uh, wasn't pleased with his performance. I mean, overall, I think it was it was bad on the backup offensive line. Um, there was uh, I noticed a, a few blocks from uh, from Josh Andrews that were good before he went out, um, but other than that, I think Tyler Steen was really the only one where I where I left uh, encouraged. I think he played really well once again. The same thing they did with him starting out at left tackle and moving over to to right guard later in the game. Still, I think he played really well. I mean, those the the short arms that he was banked, uh, that he was knocked uh, about in the in the pre draft process or in the draft process in general doesn't show up. I mean, he's got plenty of arm length, functional arm length. What, what are we going to call it? Uh, that that he can he can do the job at left tackle. He he plays really well. Yeah, I think he's the backup of tackle heading into the season. I think this is kind of solidified yeah. at this point. Josh Shills also didn't play very well in the first series. Um, you saw he was basically the reason uh, that there was a safety on Kenneth Gainwell. Poor Gainwell's freaking first carry of the preseason yeah. is stuffed in the back of the hit in the end zone. Oh, right. um, and then he kind of was in charge of a Mariota sack on the next drive. So Josh Shills had a rough go. Um, I don't think there's anything else on the offense we really need to talk about the wide receiver position. Johnny yeah, King. Yeah, we, we Johnny King. Really... Yeah, I yeah. guess. It's. I think Nada Nada made a couple good catches again. Um, I have a hard time think. I have a hard time seeing that any of these guys here from uh, from the the way deep wide receiver spot uh, are going to get any roster spots. I just I just don't see it at this point. I think they're they're the more um, they're more irrelevant than other positions on the team. I think their wide receiver is going to be one of those casualty positions because they're so good at the top uh, and they have versatility in, 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 in the running back room. They have plenty of tight ends that they like. I think they're going to keep less wide receivers to keep more cornerbacks, for example. Do you think that Britton Covey's a lock at this point at wide receiver five? Because like his, no, but... his returnability would be the reason you would say yes, right? Like Because yeah. they don't have yeah, exactly. a lock returner right now. No. In overall, like the whole punt special teams thing is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Punting not really punt was punting was like well, for as much as for as much uh hype that we uh we had around uh Sentner, it's is all dead. I mean he, yeah. he lost the spot yesterday. He lost his his chance yesterday. Same goes yeah. with Trey Sherman. I think he lost his chance as well. Um he uh he fumbled the ball and then right after his fumble he let up uh he gave up a sack and a one on one rep against the linebacker that he got completely obliterated on. And he bounced back, I guess, with uh, with the touchdown a little bit later in the game. But in in a, in a group where there's so much competition, 
Um, and and the rest of the guys that you're competing with are Swift, Gainwell, Penny, and Scott. He lost a spot. Um, yeah. They're not going to keep five running backs. Shermer's going to be the odd man out. They're going to put him on on a training uh, practice squad if he clears uh, waivers. But there, I don't see a, any scenario where he makes it after that performance. Yeah, like he the 33 yard touchdown was nice, but unfortunately, if you're the Eagles brass, like if you're Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff, you're looking more at the fumble than yeah. you are at the touchdown, right? Well, like and you're looking especially cool. more at the sack, mm-hmm. in my perspective, like. If you can't block and you're not uh, a, a, a big-time threat in the passing game, then Penny is the guy that, that for that job. Gainwell is the guy for that job. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, he had he had a chance, but if he was perfect throughout camp and preseason games, might have had a shot to beat out somebody, but didn't happen. No. Uh, we, we've, been, we've been calling that. All yeah. day, like all camp too. Like we were never buying the Trey Sermon hype. A lot of a lot of people were. <laughs> Me and you were putting our foot down on that. But Boston Scott's legit had a good camp from all we've heard as well. Like I, there was no reason to even like me- mess up the Boston Scott as your fourth running back. Like he's a perfect, perfect back end of the depth chart running back um, for this team. He's did been there a while. The, um, did you see the uh, the Eagles uh, the videos that the Eagles are putting out? Um on on youtube um where they had a running backs featured uh this this week here unscripted uh, what's what's unscripted no i haven't watched is it, is it worth the watch the yeah, no it's just um uh, it's a little bit a little bit rah rah but they had uh uh jamal singleton the running back coach uh interviewed yep. him where he's going through the guys and then boston scott is the last guy he talks about it from the whole group he says and then my favorite boston scott that's okay. my favorite guy in the room it's a good nugget i thought that was fun yeah uh he is a fun I, like I would I love he's just like, he seems like a fun guy like if you were running like a coach you would you would yeah. fall for right he's got a good personality um I think he's really good for a team as well yeah. like he one he's a really good player mm-hmm. um he can do a lot of stuff that's that that's also what goes with the with the Trey Sermon long touchdown is that yeah you ran for a 30 yard touchdown but there's a room full of guys who can do that as well but yeah. can you block and can like you, can I, you carry the can you can keep like can you can you keep the football not fumble it I uh, I don't think it's like out of the question too that he's not going to clear waivers. Like the Eagles claimed him up from the 49ers. Yeah. And the Eagles were at the bottom of the waiver wire, right? Like what what they made the playoffs that year and after 2021. So they would have been like in the 20 range to make yeah. the claim. So like it most, like, so there were 20 teams ahead of the Eagles that passed on Trey Sermon already. So it's not yeah. like this guy was a hot commodity before he got to Philly. Um, now you're at roster cutdown day where so many players are on the move. Um, everyone's on waivers. Like Trey Sermon's going to kind of maybe just like fall under the cracks there. Teams are not going to go out of their way to pick him up unless there's a running back injury that happens, right? A cut down day or something like that. So like, this is a guy that if you're Philly, you can, there's a really good chance that you can maybe squeeze on the practice squad anyway. There's no need to keep him on the roster. Even if you do like him somewhat in the building, uh, I, I, there's there's absolutely no reason that he's going to be on the roster. And like you said, he's he's not going to be on the roster. He lost his um, – the starting jobs are, are the the fifty three roster spots gone at this point. Um, anything else on the offense? That like the Brain Covey thing is is interesting. Like he brings the punt return aspect, but he's not like electric at it. They just don't have anyone else at fifth wide receiver. Like Johnny King, like you said, Flash. Um, I don't know if what what he can really do on uh, the special teams aspect. Because if you're going to be the fifth wide receiver, you have to play special teams. Uh, Tyree Cleveland was really good at special teams in Denver before he came to Philly. But of course, he just had the injury, so we don't know what's going on there. He he would be the fifth guy 
that you would maybe make some sort of argument for. Joseph Ngata, like, it, I don't know exactly what he can do on special teams either, so he's kind of a question mark there. So it looks like it's going to be uh, Covey at the fifth wide receiver spot, and they'll kind of just move on from there. If you're like me, you are tired of trying to find jeans that fit right no matter your build and still look good. Introducing the newest sponsor of the Double Dunk Podcast, Sweat Taylor, a premium menswear brand that is defining a new kind of casual. I started wearing Sweat Taylor, and I am blown away by how comfortable and affordable the clothes are. And, of course, they look great. My favorite is the all-in pants. It's a five-pocket pant that feels like sweats but look way better. Thoughtfully tailored and unbelievably stretchy. From jackets and pants to joggers and hoodies, Sweat Taylor's designs are made to seamlessly fit into your life, moving from runway to office, office to drinks, and drinks to wherever the night takes you. Specializing in casual wear for men, Pieces are designed with comfort and versatility in mind for your everyday. Use promo code B-D-E-E-G-S-T. That is B-D-E-G-S-T for 25% off. That, again, is B-D-E-E-G-S-T for 25% off your order at SweatTaylor.com. Okay, let's um transition over to the defense. I think, uh, I think you should flex your muscles a little bit. When we had the linebacker talk the other day, we talked about who would be the starting linebackers. I said Christian Ellis and Nicobe Dean. You said Zach Cunningham and Nicobe Dean. And Mr. Thomas Peterson, it looks like your uh, guess is coming to fruition here. Yeah, I mean, if I've really uh, – Zach Cunningham played most of the um, most of the game. Um, I think he was the one with the most snaps. Yeah, he got 37 snaps, so he played the most. Um, Christian Ellis got in there with Nicholas Morrow a little bit later when uh, when they pulled Nicobe Dean out. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it was. I don't think it's as locked up as that. Um, I think it was just. Oh, I see, Seth I Cunningham. Seth Cunningham really, really matches Nicobe Dean uh, because he's such a like. Sack is a really disciplined run defender, and Nicobe Dean is more like he shoots his gaps so aggressively, while Sack is more of a flow scrape and and, and safely tackle kind of guy. He can bail Nicobe out of situations by shedding a block, which is not exactly in his own gap, and then make a tackle. Mm-hmm. Whereas a, a Christian Ellis and Miles Jack, they're not as disciplined in that. They're not as good block shedders. Uh, so you're a little bit more reliant on Nicobe not making as many mistakes, if that makes sense. So he can mm-hmm. play more freely with a guy like uh, with with a guy like Sack in there, um, probably. Um, but yeah, I think I think really real positive things from the linebackers in this game. I think uh, I think Nicobe played real fast. I think uh, Sack made a, a bunch of good plays. I think. Uh, Christian Ellis made a lot of good plays in this game as well. He snuffed out a screen really well, uh, made a tackle for loss on a play um, where he uh, he identifies the screen immediately, comes out, meets two blockers, and then he gets the tackle in the backfield. I think that was a really good, uh, really good rep from him. Mm-hmm. Like the energy that he brings out there, he's really physical um, when he's playing around. So yeah, I think uh, linebackers the four the four main group of Nicholas Morrow, Zach Cunningham, Christian Ellis, and Nicobe Dean. Uh, I think is a really really uh, satisfying group and i think they're, they're playing well the rest of the guys i don't really have any like uh van summerin and miles jack I don't, I don't i don't really i don't i don't see it too much miles jack didn't even play till he was with the threes in the, in the second half yeah um, so it kind of shows what they think of him right yeah, now 29 snaps and i didn't see one of them like i didn't <laughs> yeah. notice him at all he was yeah yeah he's he's not making his team it looks like um like if you're not even putting him on until like the had midway through the third quarter um, in the preseason game, it kind of shows where you think his uh, how much more you need to evaluate him at this point. So it doesn't look like he's gonna make the roster. Ben Van Sumeren's probably a guy you can sneak onto the practice squad. Um, 
the Nick, like I think they're only keeping four linebackers at this point. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any need to add the keep five. Um, I think the four that you mentioned already is going to be the four that are going to make the roster. Um, just back to Zach Cunningham. We also talked about it when they first made the signing um, a couple, I think it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, like the Eagles, when they made the two signings in their mind, they were thinking Zach Cunningham and a Kobe Dean would be the most aesthetically pleasing or the best fit for us because of how long he is, the body type compared to Kobe Dean's body type. Like it just makes a ton of sense for them to, to start. And I, I don't think the competition's over. Like I do think uh, Christian Ellis and Nicholas Morrow still have a shot. Absolutely. I don't think they, I don't think they even have decided yet, but the way it's turning, the way it's leaning right now is Zach Cunningham and Kobe Dean uh, as the starting linebackers week one. Nick is which is a good outcome. Like if yeah, Zach Cunningham can is that Cunningham can come in on a one year two point five million dollar deal and start for your linebacker? Hell yeah, baby. Yeah, that's a good get. Yeah, exactly. Um, who is the linebacker from Green Bay? Uh that um Deva, Devondre Campbell, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Devondre Campbell signed a one year deal in June? I think it was for two million dollars as well. That he goes on to be like an all pro the next year. Yeah. Like, so like you can find like you can find replacement level employment play playable linebackers in June, and the Eagles have proven that now, and then Green Bay proved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's linebacker. I don't think there's much else to get into. Kobe Dean. Let's give him some hype. That was an awesome play, man. Fired through the. Yeah. Fire through the line of scrimmage with the force fumble. Like his closing speed is off the charts, man. The guy just flies. Yeah. Like, the guard didn't even didn't even see him before he was no, past him. No. He was that was that was such a fun play. Um gets his hand on the ball. You can tell like he just knows uh what, what like he's just so comfortable with gap schemes, able to when to hit the gap. And uh uh that was exciting. That was that was fun. That was like his first big play as Eagles. Like Eagles fans should be uh, excited off that one. That 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 kind of got me fired up. Yeah, I mean, he was inches from missing the tackle and not forcing the fumble, but that's not really, that's not really the the the, the big time point of it because when you can shoot gaps like that, good plays are going to happen. Uh, whether it's a, it's a sack or attack in the backfield, it's very common for linebackers when they get that open in the backfield that they have so much momentum going forward that they kind of miss whatever they're doing. Like mm-hmm. you get through that offensive line and you suddenly find yourself in a position where you're supposed to make a play and you're like what just happened? Like, how am I here already? And why am I going forward? <laughs> and you, yeah, exactly. you get to break down and you don't make the play, but really the ability to really just get there is, is promising in itself. Okay. So we have official confirmation. Ian Rappaport from NFL network just tweeted out that Zach McPherson suffered a torn Achilles and he is out for the year. So unfortunate news for him. Uh, let's stick in the secondary while we're on that topic. Yes. Um, so Zach McPherson didn't play very well before the injury. Um, he was kind of getting picked on um, in the secondary. He was kind of the only guy like I really have on the cornerback. Do you have any other cornerback notes uh, before we move to the safeties at the secondary level? Uh, not too many. Uh, I think yeah. Josh Job played well. Um, mm-hmm. Mario Goodrich had a little, had a little bit of a down day. Um, couldn't really keep up on a couple of the targets. Uh, I, I did not notice Eli Ricks at all. So I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm curious to see when, when, when we, if we get small 22 NFL, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think, uh, Job, um, looked, looked good in the, in the little time that he got, uh, Kelly Ringo had a weird play, uh, where he's in perfect stop. position, in yeah. perfect position to make a, to make a pick. 
uh, didn't bite on the play action. Actually, he bit a little bit on the play action, but no, on the um, on the double move. But then he he followed it up really well with speed going down the field, and he was in a perfect spot. And then he look he looks down the sideline for something. I, mean, I I don't. I watched it ten times to see like where are his eyes going? Does he know where his guy is? Like I don't know if he expected a, like the running the wide receiver ran a comeback if he couldn't feel him in like in his back or what it was but it looked really weird uh but he was it was like his controller position. died and madden yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. Beam, like exactly. he pressed, yeah. pressed x at the wrong spot and was about to make a like a, a jumping jack in the middle yeah. of the play it was like a squirrel yeah. like it was just like hey, there's a nut yeah. there like it was, just, it was like oh look at the flashing light in the stands yeah <laughs> but 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 really what i take away from it is that he was in perfect position on a double move yeah um that's really all i wanted to see from that from a play like that and then again we talked about it after last week. Props to Kwan Wallace, man. Another yeah, yeah. good game. Yeah. And on what that play, on that play, he delivered a boom on the receiver, even though Killer Ringo was right there. So he had a limited place to, uh, space to to hit the receiver. He laid a hammer on him. Uh he held on to the ball. Kudos to the receiver, but that was a really good hit. Agree. Yeah, he he led the team in tackles. So, um, like seven combined or uh, seven combined tackles, six uh, solo tackles, which is yeah. Really a lot of those were in the flat. Like we talked yeah. about it last week as well. He, he's 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 made good tackles when he's coming out from that safety position in the flat. You can tell he put a ton of work in this offseason. Like he knew like this is a legit shot that I I can yeah. uh, I can good make for him, game. man. Yeah, he, he wrote him off. I wrote him off. Uh, I I was not expecting him to make the team, and now I'm. Um, it's it's fair to say that he he's right there in the competition for starting safety. Hundred percent. Like this is I I also didn't think he was going to make the team. I completely wrote him off just from the time that we saw him last season and, and, the, and the times he has been on the field for the Eagles. He has not looked good. Um, but hell yes, Kayvon Wallace, man, um, making making Brian Dawkins proud, Clemson alum, baby. Uh, let's see if um let's see if he can keep this up. Like I, I, I agree with you. I don't think the safety competition is over at all. Similar to line. I actually think it's more open than linebacker at the moment. Like I, I think the Eagles have no clue um, exactly where they want to lean. I think they, again, I, I, if I was to make a bet, I still think it's going to be Sidney Brown and in Reblankenship week one. And I miss, I think that's where the Eagles would want to lean, but I think this, this competition is wide open, baby. Like Kayvon Wallace, Terrell, Ed- Terrell Edmonds didn't look as good in this game that he did in week one, but I thought week one he played well. This one, he was kind of um, – he was on the – he was in like the coverage snaps that he had in that first drive were a little ugly, but um, I, uh, I'm – they've got three guys legit here that that, that that can win this job, and yeah. it's not over yet. Nope. Uh, so I think really linebacker and and safety – and and even even backup cornerback, I think that was it's been promising through two weeks here. I think it's been it's been pretty good all around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we, we can be excited about that and the progress that has been made. Word, um, what do you think the Eagles? We were talking a little bit this before the show. Um, where do you think they lean with now Zach McPherson um, having the torn Achilles? So they have a roster spot now open. He's going to get IR. So. Uh, what do you think they do? Do you think they try to? Because it was funny when Sean Bradley got hurt and they put him on IR. They signed a defensive tackle. They didn't replace him <laughs> with a linebacker, right? So, like, it's we can sit here and say they're going to sign a cornerback, but realistically, yeah. they don't have to, right? Like, no, let's I, say don't they like, I don't think yeah. they should. I don't think you they should. I think you should wait. No, I, I think they should wait. 
um, simply because they have so many guys, talented young guys on the on on the roster right now that they would be such a shame to lose in waivers. Uh, so I think they should utilize that they still have a starting starter in Avante Maddox. Figure out if any one of these guys can play in the slot when they actually start training for games. Uh, like they can start to use these guy, guys in, the, in, the, in scout teams, uh, have them in there for some free slot reps and, and see what they have with the, with the other guys. And if come a time during the season, God forbid, the Monte Maddox get injured as well, we can always sign a guy off the street to play the slot cornerback position, have that emergency thing there. But I think there's more value in having a spot open for one of these guys at the, uh, at the, uh, at the cornerback position. Or heck, even have uh, have another safety on on your team. Like with the, yeah. instead of having to go ahead and cut one of the um, one of the guys that 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 could be starting essentially, um, have more depth overall in your team. And then if crisis comes, then then take it as co- as it comes. So if you're wondering who's available at, at cornerback, it's um, a good list. Yeah. Market so. Uh, Byron Jones, it doesn't seem like he's going to play football again. William Jackson, Bradley, Ro- William Jackson signed somewhere. I think he might have signed already somewhere, actually. Um, Bradley Roby, Casey Hayward, Anthony Brown, Troy Hill, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Cam Dantzler, Logan Ryan. Thomas loves a Logan Ryan. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it on the cornerback position. That's safety position. Um, not a ton out there. Lamarcus Joyner, um, Deron I mean, Harmon, Mario Goodrich is a guy that that you can absolutely keep in there and develop as well. Yeah, that's. I agree with you on the fact that you should probably just let one like continue to get these young guy reps. The only yeah. thing is, is because they were using they were using um they were using uh, uh, Mario Fierson kind of as they were using Zach oh. as a slot guy. Sounds like he was also getting some outside time as well. He was, of course, in this game, um, but he was looked like a backup plan. We haven't talked about this yet. I wanted to bring this up to you. I don't know if you saw this, but James Bradbury was getting inside corner reps at practice. Mm-hmm. Two practices back-to-back last week. So now this comes to kind of full fruition here. Do do they just want the three best players out there on the field at once? Like, they're probably just testing stuff. Like, this yeah, is probably I think, just like, just, I think it's like offensive line. Like, they're just moving around. Yeah, they're just to see what would happen in this scenario yeah. here. But I think it's notable that at back-to-back practice that James Bradbury has been getting some inside uh, inside quarterback reps. Yeah. Ideally, you don't want that to happen, right? Like, he's, he's a really good outside corner. So, like, ideally, you want him to play on the outside. But, like, if you're thinking, like, hey, we need to get our three best guys out there. If, let's say, Avante Maddox is injured. Like, you could put Josh Job, James Bradbury, and Darius Slay on the field at once. You know what I mean? Like, James Bradbury can move inside. So, it, the flexibility of this, I think, is what the Eagles are looking for to see if James Bradbury can do this. And I'm assuming he can. Like, it's yeah. – uh, he's, he's a stud. He's a stud. So, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. The game was really boring. <laughs> the second <laughs> half. Like, it was preseason ball. Um, the, I noticed the Deron Jackson made a lot of plays in special teams. Yeah. Teron Jackson was in on, 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 on kickoff and made two tackles. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That's um, nice. That's good for his chances of making the uh, making the team. As, as a, I like a Teron Jackson. I, I like him. Yeah, but he's probably looking like uh, an off man out. Um, Brady Russell getting a touchdown, Thomas. <laughs> Could not care less. <laughs> we did. I think we talked last episode. We were reading through the tight head depth chart. We we're like, he was yeah. Brady Russell's a real human, um, but he is. Yeah. He's real in the flesh. He's got, he's got great hair, great hair. 
Um, he uh, he made he scored a touchdown. Tyree Jackson made a play over the middle too. He had a nice catch. Um, Try to, any other notes? The fans doing the wave when the cart came off is the hot topic right now. Yeah, that's um, weird. Yeah, I that, that, my point. <laughs> that, uh, that that wasn't too good. Um, yeah, no, anyway. that was a bad look. I don't I don't understand what the whole point of like they they couldn't see the stretcher. Like, dude, look at the damn field. Like, yeah, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> I hate the wave. I have a friend. Um, I have a friend. Shout out Jason yeah. Bondelli, my boy. He hates the wave like he's a big baseball <laughs> fan like he he legitimately thinks the wave should be banned from stadiums is it a big do they do it in soccer like in europe no, i haven't i haven't been to a game where they did only been yeah. to it. actually i think the only time I've, I've tried the way was at wembley for eagles versus jaguars and then okay. uh at the link no 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 not the link those in those in washington you were at the eagles jags game in london yeah, in, in 2018, yeah. Yeah, I remember that game, yeah. That yeah. was um, – Wentz hurt his back that game, right? I think. I yeah. Think that's where the back uh, yeah, he might have, yeah. Yeah. I just remember it was kind of a weird game. Yeah. Uh, I think Josh Adams had a big game. I could be wrong. I think that was the Josh Adams <laughs> party. <laughs> yeah. I oh, think, what uh, up to nowadays? What's Josh Adams? He, I don't think he's on a roster. No, he's not. Yeah. I think these these live games are a little bit more. F- you remember less from the games and more from what happens before and after, uh, because you don't have really a good overview of what happens. Like some plays will kind of miss details yeah. of a play because you you don't really get it as structured as you do on t- on TV. But obviously, I agree. Like yeah. it's where like the all twenty two. Well, I guess I haven't asked you about this um, on air. Uh, how how is your all twenty two battle coming with NFL.com? It's good. It's good. I think I'm working a way around this whole thing. Okay. And also, it kind of, it kind of, pro- I was having issues because both uh, Dassin and NFL Plus um, made it so that you can't put the link into OBS, which is my recording device. You can't put it in there and then play, um, and then play a game there. Uh, but thankfully, it worked around that because you can record a screen and i have multiple screens so i can put it up on one screen record it in one and yeah i think i might have worked i might have found a way it's funny that you were like you messaged me like the zone is an absolute trash product like in canada like the amount of frustration that the zone has caused this household like my dad so like i think it was like three four years ago the zone bought the, the tv rights is it called it's the zone in, that's what it's called the zone yeah Fucking cringe. <laughs> they bought the TV rights in Canada. So, like, they took, like, the Rogers and Bell are the big media companies here. They run all the cable TV. They they bought the rights from them. So, you couldn't even get Rogers NFL Sunday ticket on Bell and Rogers. And they opened up the zone week one. It was, like, four years ago. I was at a cottage. I remember I was coming home. My dad's on the phone with 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 the zone customer service, losing his absolute mind about how bad the product is. He's like, "Try to watch the Washington game. It's lagging by ten seconds. Like he's fucking, he's having a meltdown on the zone customer service. Like yeah. he would walk in the door, and then I go on Twitter and I was looking up like is some people else having these issues and like Canadian football fans were losing their mind at the zone. And I mean, you can't get all twenty two at the zone. Yeah. It's not possible. You have to use it. You have to use a VPN now. Like that. Yeah. I remember that when that when that deal happened this summer. I was talking through work. Like this is going to affect the way that Canadians and, and just people outside of the states view football. And yeah. it, like you said, it's it's causing you problems as well. Can't let that break in the Bird YouTube channel die, baby. You got you gotta you gotta find your way around it. Yeah, I have to do something. 
<laughs> well, um, do you have any? Do you have anyone in mind you're looking to do a video on for this week? Yeah, I want to do Moro Jomo, like uh, combined the what he played in this game here and then last game. I want to do okay. Nolan Smith and I want to do Sydney Brown, and I want to see if I can find some quality things on uh, on Eli Ricks. Nice. Those are four good guys. Eli Ricks is getting Ooh, a ton Tyler of- Steen as well. We got to get some O line yeah. video in. Yeah. Eli Ricks is becoming a fan favorite. Um, it's nice to see. So I think that's it, man. I don't I don't have any like big picture. I think the big picture takeaway is the back of quarterback here. Um, we already discussed that at the front end yeah. of the episode. Um, safety and linebacker are still up for grab. Big picture, rest your starters in preseason. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine if they had played their starters and they lost a cornerback, an offensive line, no, yeah, two offensive linemen, a wide receiver and a defensive end. Yeah. All like in the same like, game with like Brandon Graham, game. Brandon Graham, Landon Dickerson, Devontae Smith. Jesus Christ. Like it's scary to even think about it. in one game, man. In one preseason oh. game. Like, yeah. shit. get them out of there. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, Nicole Dean on the field at all. In, in the preseason, no. uh, third game, preseason game, just strictly bottom second team players. Third team players, Nick Sirianni, he's going to like he. The Eagles are very uh, cautious with their players as well. We know that yeah. they, they've been with in preseason in general, so yeah. we there's we won't see any um, important players for the last preseason game. But I think that's it, man. We can we can get out of here. Thanks so much for tuning, in, guys. Really appreciate it. Make sure to check out our sponsors, BetterHelp and Sweat Taylor. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts, audio wise, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we will. Talk to you later.